0: On the field and inside the clubhouse, this is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's
1: Matt Bolling. Round one of this big four-game series that will determine first place, at least for the moment, goes to the Brewers. 2-0, quite the game. Tyrone Taylor, two-run home run. It holds up. Those are the only runs scored in the contest. Corbin Burns was fantastic. Seven innings, gives up just two hits. Ten strikeouts, two walks. Devin Williams, Josh Hader come in. They do their thing. And the Brewers pick up a big win tonight over the Cardinals here at American Family Field. Welcome into the program. My name is Matt Pauley. Vinny Rettino will join us coming up in just a little bit. If you'd like to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's eight five five six one six one six twenty, Or you can uh, tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air, as the Brewers come away with a 2 nothing victory. We're taking you until 11.30 this evening. We'll get the postgame comments of manager Craig Council. We'll go back through the game with the highlights, and we'll hear from you. Big win for the Brewers tonight, 2 nothing over the Cardinals. We're back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. One ball, two-strike pitch. Oh, Called third strike. He
0: got it with a curveball. Carbon Burns with his 10th strikeout of the night and seven scoreless here at American
1: Family Field. Fifth time this year, 17th time in his career that he has 10-plus strikeouts. Brewers get the win over the Cardinals 2-0. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pawley. Let's bring in former Brewer Vinny Rotino. And Vinny, uh, Corbin Burns was just fantastic tonight. And the first thing we always look at with him is how effective he is with his cutter. And he was... that pitch today, he throws it 69 times. He throws it for a strike close to 70% of the time, and he gets 11 swings and misses on it. When you're getting those kind of numbers, the other team just is seemingly absolutely helpless.
2: Yeah, that's when you know Corbin Burns has really got everything working. I mean, not only the cutter, but just the overall swing and miss. I mean, he had 20 whiffs on his stuff tonight. And so, yeah, I mean, you could have, I mean, the, the Cardinals knew the cutter was coming, and they still could couldn't do anything with it. For me, when it is at its best, it's always got the shape to it. It's always got the quality, the late break to it. But it seems as if he's just commanding it a little bit better. Um, It seems it looks like an easy pitch to throw. You just kind of throw it to an area and let it work to the corner. But it's not. I mean, it moves so much that hitters are starting to realize like, hey, wait a minute. I got to make sure that it's here before I swing. Otherwise, it's a ball. Easier said than done. But that's what we see. have seen some teams do In particular uh, The Mets did that a little bit Where they just kind of wait him out um, And so he's got to start it in the perfect spot in order for it to work to the corners, and that's what he did tonight, and that's why he was so effective with the pitch. I mean, he threw it 64% of the time. He's usually throwing it like 50, uh, 56% of the time overall on the year. So he threw it a lot more. That means he knew he was re- feeling really good with that pitch.
1: When you were catching, if your pitcher, you just could tell that a certain pitch was really effective Is that a thing where you guys are talking in the dugout and saying, you're just going to stick with this one single pitch for the most part or throw it even more than normal? How much communication is going on about that?
2: typically you know what's working in the first inning so you know something also you know something's working well in the bullpen and then you bring it out to the game it's usually working well in the first inning and then usually what there what happens is that there's not a pitch or two that's working that's that's not working right so um, what you try to do is stick with the strengths the first time through the order and then and then kind of mix in the rest like the curveball especially like if you if that curveballs not really you know pitcher's not really finishing it out in front and it's kind of with a lazy break and really not commanding it down in the zone you just ask them to throw it a few more times and, and, and it's more just there's there's rare it's more just the suggestion in game like hey let's go ahead and just start this guy with a curveball oh, missed let's just try it one more time and it, again it's all like not verbal communication it's just usually the fingers that you're putting down and then and then yes there is a little bit in, be, in between in the dugouts, like hey man and it's more kind of just like pumping the guy up, like, hey, man, that cutter is absolutely nasty today. Or, you know, hey, that curveball, like, threw a, you threw a good one in the third. Let's let let's just try to go back to it in the fourth. So that, that's the kind of thing, the back and forth. The pitchers are a weird animal, as as, you, as I'm sure that you know by now, Matt. And you just have to kind of communicate to each one differently in different ways.
1: So for Burns, this is his second start against St. Louis this year, and his first start he went seven innings, two hits, eleven strikeouts, one walk. So, two starts for him this year, fourteen innings pitched, four hits, twenty-one strikeouts, and three walks against St. Louis. It's it's ridiculous.
2: He's got their number, and what it is as well is like he he rises to the occasion. Corbin Burns definitely is a pitcher who rises to the occasion. I mean, he needed to beat the Mets this last time out, and he went 6-strong. Uh, they won 10-2. to uh, The team was really, really struggling, obviously. We talked about that yesterday. Losers of 12 out of 15 going into that last series against the Reds. And uh, in, in the Met, that Mets start that was right in the middle of that, he, he just took the team on his back and decided, I'm going to go six strong, gave up the two earned runs, only eight punch-outs. I mean, he does that, and, and he knows how important these games are against the Cardinals just in general, and he just goes out and deals against them.
1: Brewers come up with a 2-0 win against St. Louis. Tyrone Taylor, the two-run home run to account for all the offense. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the pitching. We'll continue to hear from you as well on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. 855-616-1620. A 2-0 win for the Brewers over St. Louis. We're back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ground ball deep in the hole. and
0: short. Backhanded on a slide by Adamas. Throw to first is in time. He got him.
1: Brewers come up with a 2-0 win in Game 1 of a pivotal four-game series between the Brewers and Cardinals. Welcome back in. Brewers Extra Innings does continue here on WTMJ. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk text line 855-616-1620. My name is Matt Pawley. Vinny Rotino here as well. Vinny, there's a lot of talk, and I think sometimes the talk gets a little bit negative about this Brewers team and how they might fare in the postseason. And a lot of people look at the lack of offensive production. People go back to last year and the uh, what, what happened against Atlanta. I look at a game like tonight against a really good St. Louis team where you're starting Corbin Burns, then you're following him up with Devin Williams and Josh Hader. And I know Burns can't start every day, but this is... This kind of game, a 2 nothing win where you get great pitching and you get just that timely hit, these are the kind of wins that you're going to want to see the Brewers come up with potentially in October.
2: I mean, there's no better pitcher in the major leagues right now, right? I mean, I mean he proved it. He's the Cy Young. So, I mean, if you have him matching up against anybody, I don't care who it is. It can be Max Scherzer. It can be Jacob deGrama. I mean, he has, he's giving you a chance to to win because he's going to put up zeros on the board. And then if if what we saw tonight, someone comes up with a big hit, a big home run, that's how the Brewers tend to score uh, you know, in general and um, even against a, a top pitcher. They, the bats weren't completely silent tonight. I mean, there's four extra base hits in there. There's six hits. They battled tonight. And we've talked about this a million times, right, Matt? I mean, it, it's not an elite lineup by any stretch of the imagination, but when they're at full strength and when Willie Adamas is in the middle of that order and when Hunter Renfro is in rhythm like he seems to be right now where he's really swinging the bat well and putting you know, short, compact swings on the baseball, then this is a, an offense that can score some runs. It's not one that's just going to be mowed down by, by opposing pitchers. So I think October, those series are so tight anyway. Those teams are so evenly matched it's just going to be a matter of who's going to get that big hit um, to win those series.
1: Yeah, and to that point with Hunter Renfro, he ends up with one hit. But on his first flyout today, that thing had... An exit velocity of just under 110 miles per hour is at 109.8. It was a barrel. It had a seventy-nine percent hit probability. The the Cardinals made a nice play. They were playing him in the exact right spot. But sometimes you need to be evaluating how hard a team is hitting a pitcher, not so much uh, what the results always are, because that was there was nothing wrong with that swing that Hunter Renfro took early on.
2: Yeah, you know, definitely. That's what the metrics are good for for sure, is that you can you can kind of Kind of quantify like how hard the ball is coming off the bat against certain guys. Um, for me, it's just you know what you want to see is consistent quality at bats. I've talked about that a million times as well. Like consistent quality at bats that you're getting some battles, um, and even if the other guy is executing at a very high level, which Miles Michaelis seems to be doing all year long against everybody, then sometimes you know you just kind of tip your cap. But you know the fact that hunter renfro and then you see tyrone taylor hit a mistake out you see guys like grouty has been swinging the bat a little bit better lately willie adams as well like you you just want to see these guys punish mistakes when they do get them and it seems as if that's what they're doing to scrape off scrape across enough runs to win lately
1: this is a really important time for Tyrone Taylor because it's official now. He is the team's everyday center fielder. The moment that uh, Lorenzo Cain became no longer a part of this organization, the job was his, and re- really the job was his before then. But it's the, there's there's no argument at this point. He had been slumping a bit. He comes up with the big hit today. There's it, when you look at the trade rumors out there, almost all the trade rumors involving the Brewers. They're connected to an outfielder Now is the moment for Taylor to show this organization hey I'm the guy you don't you don't have to go get somebody else I'm the guy and we don't know if he's going to be able to convince the organization of that or not but clearly this is this is just a huge opportunity for him to show the kind of ball player he can be
2: yeah I mean I think at times we thought that he was an everyday major league player just in general and so hey let's go ahead and give him the shot to do it and like you said that's this is the time to show that I mean because you know recently he got the he got the job every day and he he went out there and played his tail off for about two weeks driving in like 15 runs and in like 10 games I mean he was really the only offense that was really swinging the bat and then all of a sudden he went completely silent with the bat and so we hear him so what happens in those situations is that the league starts to figure figure you out, and then you start to play mind games with yourself a little bit, like, has the league figured me out? Do I have this huge hole? And then all of a sudden you forget some of your keys that you have to implement in your swing, uh, and sometimes it's just to quiet your mind, and it's, it's so hard in the major leagues because it is relentless. It matters every at-bat, which it doesn't always matter every at-bat in AAA, right? You can work on things in AAA, and that's what is... Is different, and that's what Tyrone's learning how to do and how to deal with. Um, and it, it honestly, it's to be determined whether or not he is an everyday player in in the major leagues for a championship quality, qual, you know, caliber team like the Brewers.
1: Vinny, we see it. Ha- what you just described happens to so many guys, where they they come off, they get a really hot start, and then. The league figures them out, and there's a a lull. There's maybe a two-week period where it just isn't going for you. And then eventually you come back, and things are going well again. How important is it? And it seems like for the guys who make it, for the guys who are – big leaguers for a number of years that time period of where the league figures you out and then you readjust back to the league it keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter like you know the first time it kind of happens okay it's going to take a couple weeks but you can't have that two-week recovery time every single time it happens uh what what's that process like where you're trying to uh react but react pretty quickly
2: well, you know what? You're talking to a guy that reacts the wrong way in those situations, right? I mean, um, but what I've noticed and what I've seen from guys that have been successful in doing that, it's, it's just the fact that they don't, really change who they are right they just continue to do what they do they continue to they continue to focus on their strengths to be quite honest and then all of a sudden they they start to limit some of their weaknesses or just try and try and hide those a little bit from the the opponents because they will find out your weaknesses without a doubt I mean and then a perfect example of this is is honestly is um Harrison Bader in center field for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's somehow maintained the ability to stay in center field for the St. Louis Cardinals. Why? He's doing it with his defense. He's doing it with his legs. He's all of a sudden trying to just fight off you know, certain pitches he can't hit. He's never been able to hit a right-handed slider. He's been so susceptible to it. So he's had really long stretches as a, as a younger player that he hasn't been able to figure that out. So you just kind of mask those over time and maybe fall off a pitch or just flat out take and just start thinking a along with pitchers a little bit more. So, again, I think it's knowing yourself, which I think Tyrone Taylor does, and then it's it's, it's it's then just taking advantage of the mistakes from the opponents. And and he talked about it after the game with Sophia is that he talked to Connor Dawson and Connor told him, hey, look, let's go ahead and commit to a pitch. Let's go ahead and commit to a plan. Because I think at times we've seen him kind of play mind games with himself where he's in between pitches all the time and that never works. So commit to a plan. That's what we saw tonight. Committed to the fastball, hit it out for Homer.
1: 2 0. The Brewers get the win over the Cardinals tonight. They are in first place over St. Louis by a game. 855 616 1620. That's the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We continue on with more in just a moment. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Get the 2 nothing win tonight, knocking off the Cardinals, game one of a four-game series. Each team coming in with a 38-30 and record, and now the Brewers at 39-30, and and the Cardinals at 38-31. and The Brewers have a one-game lead. I'm sure you love to see the Brewers maybe take three or four in this series, and to have the first-place spot coming out of the series, but... Nothing's going to be figured out here. Craig Council talked about that before the game when he was uh, talking with Bob Euchre. There was nothing's going to be decided over these four days, even if. Now that the Brewers have won, even if they go win all four games of this series and take a four-game lead in the division, if the Cardinals come back and win the next three and take three out of four in the series, absolutely nothing is going to be decided. And we've seen over the last month or so, it's really been a roller coaster ride at the top of the standings between these two teams. The Brewers uh, getting out to their best 50-game start in franchise history. They had a pretty solid lead, and then they went into uh, their lull. Cardinals were playing good baseball, and eventually uh, the Cardinals. Cardinals were able to take over the Brewers, and now the Brewers are back in uh, first place. And Both these teams have an opportunity to win a lot of games because of the division that they're playing in. You're going to be able to win a bunch of games against Cincinnati. You're going to be able to win a bunch of games against Pittsburgh. You're going to be able to win a lot of games against Chicago. So There's, there's pressure on each of these teams to really have success when you're playing those other divisional opponents because you play them so much, and then these are fun games when uh, they match up against each other especially when they are so close to each other in the standings. Doug texting in says Burns Williams hater do you get better than that? The answer is no, not easy to shut out St. Louis and Taylor is off to a good start after taking over for uh, at center, two great catches, a couple doubles, a home run. He will be just fine. It's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Like there's not a really when you look at this Brewers team right now, maybe rowdy toles to a certain extent maybe luis urias a little bit i'm just thinking about guys who are in kind of that everyday lineup who don't really have much of a track record and we're watching them develop but even toles i mean he's been he's been in the big leagues for a while Uh, same thing with Luis Urias. Taylor's the guy that we're going to be watching right now to see what he does during this period where he's getting his first true opportunity to play on an everyday basis. And it's been going on now for a month or so. Uh, It it started out where he and Kane were splitting time and then there were injuries and uh, you had no choice but to play him and now Kane's not in the organization anymore and he's the guy. He is the guy and he's going to be given this opportunity and it's his job to run with it. He has seemingly bounced back a bit after going through his slump and now as Vinny and I talked about just watching the, the, the cat-and-mouse game that is the league adjusting to you and then you adjusting to the league. Uh, at Brew Crew, Scott tweeting in asking uh, what is uh, Luis Urias' natural position. He came up as a second baseman. Uh, he's going to be a third baseman more often than not. Obviously, when the Brewers are fully healthy, you have Colton Wong at second, you have Willie Adamas at shortstop, and uh, you have him at third. You know When he was acquired, he really was acquired to be a shortstop for the Brewers because they were looking to uh, upgrade from Orlando Arstia. That did not work out the way the Brewers would have liked it to work out with some defensive mistakes that were being made by Urias. So they end up acquiring Adamas. Then some things happened with the way uh things were set up you know you think about last year how Travis Shaw was the the starting third baseman when things actually uh, got started at the beginning of the year and got off to an okay start and eventually uh that went away and he was not uh, performing at the level he needed to and he ends up going off and that opens up things at, at third base and you know they go get Eduardo Escobar but uh he's not in the organization anymore but it, it, they went into the offseason and they said this is your job at third base. Now, right now, you don't have Colton Wong, so especially from a defensive standpoint, you know, late in a game where you've got Keston here at second base, you're up by a couple runs. You want to shore up the defense a little bit, so that's why Luis Urias uh, went over to uh, second base the way he did late uh, in the contest. But I think he has turned into a guy who can play pretty high level defense at all three of those spots. Shortstop, may be the one that he's not the one, wa- not not the place you want to see him every day, but. I would argue that when he has been in there for Willie Adamas this year, really there hasn't been, uh, it's been very different than last year. Last year he was a bit of a liability at shortstop. He has not been a liability uh, defensively at shortstop at this year. Eight five five six one that is the Acinet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We've got the news coming up in two minutes. After that, we'll get the postgame comments of Manager Craig Council. Brewers get a 2 nothing win over St. Louis. This is Brewers Extra Innings. The dangerous Paul Goldschmidt. Swing and a miss. Omar hustling
3: after the ball to throw to first. Got him!
1: Yeah, he had an impact late in the game. Brewers get the 2-0 win against St. Louis. Brewers Extra Innings continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pawley at American Family Field. Brewers manager Craig Council spent some time with the media just a little while ago, as you might expect. He opened up his post-game thoughts talking about the performance of starting pitcher Corbin Burns.
4: Yeah, it's a possibility with that game, I mean, with the matchup for sure, and both guys pitched very, very well. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I thought Corbin was as good as we've seen him this year, um, just, uh, just every, everything was good and he, he made some great pitches, his cutter was, was an excellent pitch all day and really really relied on that pitch today, um, but Miklas was, was tough as well, and um, you know, for, t- fortunately Tyrone got a ball kind of up, looked like up out over the plate and uh, put a great swing on it, but um, there was great defense played today on both sides. That that made it hard to score, Um, and uh, then Devin and Josh did their thing. How big? I mean, Goldschmidt Arenado coming up. How big was that play in the ninth? The tag Grace was able to make that. Yeah, I mean, it was just a spectacular tag, Um, as good as it gets. You know, I think Willie and Willie is. You know, we've seen Willie do that a little bit, and then we now we've seen Weicho start to start to incorporate it, but it's. It's it's just a great tag. I mean, that's just that's a great baseball play. Craig, uh, Omar made two great throws back to back as well. That throw it on to Luis, and then the next play with the Goldschmidt strikeout. Yeah, yeah, you just hustled. I mean, the the throw was we got we caught a little break that the ball didn't get by him. It kind of got stuck underneath him. Um, And then he hustled after that, the ball in the dirt, and and right on the money with the throw. So, um, two two really good plays. Or did Josh do any throwing during that time? He was yeah, episode? yeah, he, he threw. Um, he threw. He threw multiple bullpens. He yeah, pretty confident. Yeah, a sharp yeah, I mean, look, he, you know, he's had seven days off of game action, um, and he obviously took some days off of throwing completely, which which is expected. But he did on the front end, he threw a bullpen. On the back end, he threw a bullpen. So, yeah.
1: When you're down some some starters like you are, is an outing for Burns where he gets you to the eighth inning and carry more weight I think you kind
4: of
0: have to lean on him some
4: yeah, um, well I mean I, I don't no matter where you are in the season a, a seven inning <laughs> seven inning you know, performance from a starter is, is helpful. Um yeah, I mean tomorrow Chi Chi Gonzalez is gonna start tomorrow. Um but it, it, it puts us in a position to, to you know, have, have guys freshened up for tomorrow or we, we didn't, you know, we basically just had to get up Devin and Josh tonight. Um, so it, it gave some guys that have been working pretty hard a day off and gets them back back in the mix tomorrow. Um, and so we're we're in good shape and um, we'll go after tomorrow.
3: That's two. I mean, really dominating starts for Corbin against them. I mean, he hasn't allowed a yeah. run
4: and only yeah. one strikeouts.
3: Do you think that's just comes that good execution against them, or um, yeah, his stuff
4: plays against their lineup? No, I mean, I, I think it's it's execution for sure. I, th- I think he's it's it's a good offensive team. Um, you know, the, the first the first four hitters in the lineup are having very good offensive seasons. Um, you know, he, he's made pitches. He, he's he's made really good pitches against them. Um, I thought the backdoor cutter tonight to the lefties was excellent, um, and then the, just the cutter kind of glove side to the righties was excellent. We'll take a break while you guys tweet. Or <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is two. Two straight
1: seven shutout-inning performances against the Cardinals by Burns. What does it say for him to be able to kind of raise his
4: level when you're playing? Your yeah, I mean, I think that's what great pitchers do. I think, you know, there's a little bit of sense of the moment and, and um, deliver something big. I thought he did it Sunday when we were in St. Louis that day. Um, knows is, you know, that we're starting off a big series and um, got, our, got our best guy on the mound. He delivered a great start. Um, and that's what you rely from, you rely on from your ace, and, and Corbin delivers that quite frequently.
1: Magic Craig Council just a little while ago speaking with the media after the Brewers pick up a 2-0 win over the Cardinals, and they jump back past St. Louis one game up in the NL Central. How does it all go down? We've got the story with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get up! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. Brewers get the 2-0 win over the Cardinals starting pitching matchup. Corbin Burns going for the Brewers. Miles Michaelis goes for St. Louis. A lot of strikeouts from Burns today. It would start in the first inning. First battery faces Tommy Edmond. He strikes out, and then with two outs in the frame, the always dangerous Paul Goldschmidt at the plate. Here he comes. Hey, struck him out swinging.
3: He came upstairs with a fastball.
1: On Goldschmidt, he went after it, and the inning is over. Strikeouts kept coming in the second inning. With one out, Nolan Gorman strikes out. But then a Juan Yepes double and a Dylan Carlson walk puts runners on at first and second for Harrison Bader. Here it is. Hey, struck him out swinging, and the inning is over didn't get strikeouts in the third but got some good defensive plays behind him the leadoff hitter for the cardinals in the top of the third inning is andrew kisner ground ball deep in the hole it's short backhanded on a slide by adamas throw to first
0: is in time it got him
1: really good play there by willie adamas We are still scoreless as we move along to the fourth inning. The strikeouts keep on coming for Corbin Burns. In the fourth, Paul Goldschmidt flies out. Then Nolan Arenado a strikeout with two outs. It's once again Nolan Gorman at the plate. Here's the 2-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Cutter off the
0: outside edge. And Gorman down on strikes. It is the sixth ortho
1: ASAP strikeout of the night. And then Juan Yepes leading things off in the top of the fifth. Omar setting up on the outside corner about knee-high with the target.
3: swinging a miss. Struck him out with a fastball. At 96.
1: Strike number seven for Corbin Burns. Brewers would strike offensively in the bottom of the fifth inning with one out. Keston Hira gets a base hit. It brings up Tyrone Taylor. Swing of the drive to Sutter indeed. Way back. Get up.
3: Get up. Get out of here and gone for Tyrone Taylor.
1: So that gives the Brewers a 2-0 lead. Top of the sixth inning, Corbin Burns comes back with a shutdown inning. Does not allow a run to score. He does strike out Brendan Donovan. Strikeout number eight. And Burns back out for the seventh inning. With one out, it's Nolan Gorman standing in. Here's the 1-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Ninth strikeout for Burns. He strikes out Gorman for a third time tonight. One, yep, has then single. So Dylan Carlson comes up to the plate representing the tying run. The one ball, two strike pitch. A cold third
0: strike. He got him with a curveball. Carbon Burns with his tenth strikeout of the night. And seven scoreless here
1: at American Family Field. That would be the final out recorded by Burns. He was done for the day. All the while, Miles Michaelis was pitching quite well for St. Louis. He gave up that two-run home run to Tyrone Taylor, but nothing more than that. In the bottom of the seventh inning, he strikes out Luis Urias, and then he hits Keston Hero with a pitch. They would review it to see uh, whether or not it hit the bat first. It did not, and that would be the end of the line for Michaelis. Johan Aviedo comes in, and he finishes things off in the bottom of the seventh inning. So we head to the eighth, New pitch pitcher for the Brewers, Devin Williams. first batter Williams faces is Harrison Bader.
3: Williams running, deals
1: again. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Didn't really matter who was on the mound today for the Brewers. The strikeouts were coming. So Harrison Bader, he uh, strikes out uh, against Devin Williams after Lars Nootbaar lines out as a pinch hitter. There's two outs and it's Tommy Edman at the plate. Here it is. Swinging pop-up yellow center who wants it tyrone taylor and the inning is over so two nothing as we head to the bottom of the eighth inning the brewers will get a couple hits in the bottom of the eighth but they can't push across a run they strand two and it's two nothing as we go to the ninth inning Josh Hader, who was activated off of the paternity list prior to the game after he and his wife uh, gave birth to a uh, son here the last few days. Uh, Hader comes on to pitch in the ninth inning. First batter he faces is Brendan Donovan. He gets a uh, base hit. But then Donovan takes off for second when there was a ball in the dirt. Omar Nervias throws down and they get him. They had to go to replay to get the call right as the, the runner Donovan was initially uh, ruled safe. That's a huge play because when he's on base, Paul Goldschmidt represents the tying run. And I don't know if you really want to be opening up a base for Goldschmidt either way, but that's what they tried to do. That's the first out of the inning when Donovan is thrown out at second base, and then Paul Goldschmidt does this. The dangerous Paul Goldschmidt.
3: half swing, and a mess. Omar hustling after the ball to throw to first. Got him!
1: Another play by Omar Narvaez. Yeah, and Narvaez, the back-to-back throws, the one down to second and then the one to first, a good job on each of them, and the Brewers are still holding on to the 2-0 lead over the Cardinals, and the final hope for St. Louis comes in the person of Nolan Arenado.
3: Here he comes, swing and a bouncer, hit towards third, gobbled up
1: by Peterson, the throw got him! And the runner's is over! Two nothing the final with the win the Brewers go to thirty nine and thirty the Cardinals they drop to thirty eight and thirty one winning totals for the Brewers two runs six hits no errors they leave seven for the Cardinals no runs three hits no errors they leave four winning pitcher Corbin Burns he is five and four Miles Michaelis takes the loss dropping to five and five Josh Hader the save is his twentieth of the year Tyrone Taylor goes deep he hits his seventh home run of the season. The game lasting two hours and forty-six minutes played in front of a crowd of twenty-eight thousand one hundred here at American Family Field. The Brewers get the two-nothing win. We will preview game two of the series. We'll get you some scores from around baseball, and we will call tonight. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Two-nothing the final with the win. The Brewers go to thirty-nine and thirty. The Cardinals they drop to thirty-eight and thirty-one. Winning totals for the Brewers, two runs, six hits, no errors. They leave seven for the Cardinals. No runs, three hits, no errors. They leave four. Winning pitcher Corbin Burns, he is five and four. Miles Michaelis takes the loss, dropping to five and five. Josh Hader, the save, is his 20th of the year. Tyrone Taylor goes deep. He hits his seventh home run of the season. The game lasting two hours and 46 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 28,100 here at American Family Field, the Brewers get the two nothing win. We will preview Game Two of the series. We'll get you some scores from around baseball, and we will call tonight. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Two nothing. The Brewers get the win over the Cardinals in the opener of a four game series. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings. A few notes coming out of this one. Corbin Burns, we already told you. Fifth game this season with 10 or more strikeouts, 17th of his career, However, what we didn't tell you is 17 games with 10 or more strikeouts. That moves him past Teddy Higuero for the second most such games in franchise history, trailing only Giovanni Gallardo, who had 18 in his career. So pretty good chance that Burns is going to be catching Gallardo at some point in the relatively near future. Some of those strikeout numbers, I mean, it's just crazy when you look at what he's doing. Most strikeouts in Brewers history through the first 14 appearances of the season, Corbin Burns, his his season going on right now, 110 strikeouts through his first 14 appearances. That is second all-time in Brewers history. The only player has more, himself, Corbin Burns. Last year, he had 120 strikeouts through his first 14 appearances of the year. Also, most games with 10 or more strikeouts and two or less hits allowed. Uh, Burns now catches Brandon Woodruff for the franchise lead. They each have done it on seven separate occasions. Freddy Peralta did it six times. Uh, nobody else has done it more than three. Giovanni Gallardo and Zach Greinke uh, each did it three times. And then all other pitchers in Brewers history combined, it has happened just nine other times. So what these guys are doing on a regular basis now has just not been done very often in the history of this franchise. It is absolutely remarkable uh, some of these numbers that are being put up and you look at uh, where it stands in franchise history and some of these things that have not been done uh, at all or been done uh, not very often in the history of the franchise. Tyrone Taylor, second game in Brewers history where the nine-hitter hits a multi-run home run where those are the only runs in a game that they win. Okay, so there's a lot of qualifiers on that one. Uh, The only other uh, player to ever do that, Scott Fletcher hit a three-run walk-off home run against the White Sox in July of 1992. So Tyrone Taylor and Scott Fletcher are now all alone as the number nine hitters in Brewers history to hit a home run where those are the only runs that scored in a game uh, that they end up winning for the Cardinals. First time they have ever been uh, shut out uh, in a game where they collect uh, three or more hits uh, in Milwaukee, And that includes uh, the Braves uh, when they were playing against the Milwaukee Braves while also striking uh, out 12 times. So that's never happened in Milwaukee before, specifically uh, for St. Louis. So, again, we can find uh, all kinds of things like that when you go back through the history of uh, the game and some of the things that happened today. And we're, every time Corbin Burns pitch, every time he pitches, we find uh, numbers like these that are pretty remarkable. Only one other game tonight in the uh, National League Central. As the Reds had the night off, and then you have two divisional matchups. Pirates end up beating the Cubs by a 12 1 score for uh, the Cubs. Uh, they had one of their young prospects on the mound, and he did not uh, fare all that well. As Caleb Killian goes two and a third innings, allowing seven runs, five earned on three hits, three strikeouts, and five walks. Alk Milson came into the game, gave up uh, five runs on eight hits and four and a third. Just a tough day for the Cubs. While the Pirates, J.T. Brubaker, finally picks up a win. Brubaker has not pitched all that bad this season for the Pirates. I mean, his ERA is 4.11, so it's not great, but. Uh, he's a guy that the Pirates have been able to trust, handing the ball to time in and time out, and the Pirates have probably exceeded some expectations this year. Brubaker finally gets that first win, throwing six shutout innings, five hits, five strikeouts, three walks. He is now 1-7. and The Pirates score 12 runs, and they do it... Without hitting a home run, they just do a really nice job when they get runners on. So they collect the 11 hits, and they go 7 for 15 with runners in scoring position. Their 11 hits was only one more than the Cubs. The Cubs scored one run on 10 hits because the Cubs went one for nine with runners in scoring position. Brewers and Cardinals will play game two of this series coming up tomorrow. Uh, With Ashby going on, the injured list the Brewers just announced to the starter would be. It's going to be Chichi Chichi Gonzalez making his Brewers debut. This year he had appeared in two games with Minnesota pitching to a 7.71 ERA. Uh, Each of those game's were starts seven innings this year pitched uh six runs on 12 hits he has a career 5.69 era over the course of 63 games in his career jack flaherty who's going to be on a pitch count will get to start for st louis 7 10 first pitch our coverage begins at brewers warm up uh, with brewers warm up at 6 o'clock six thirty five for network coverage and then i'll be back with you immediately following the game for another edition of brewers extra innings here on wtmj